Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with James Grande. This is a quick pitch. MLB DFS podcast recording here Monday evening for Tuesday's 11-game main slate. James, sometimes things make sense, sometimes they don't. <laughs> Tonight, again, it feels like maybe even recently just these course Field slates. Uh, no, just, they just haven't been coming through like we think we do. Like We're here. We can only trust the numbers. Las Vegas is giving us all these high game totals, 10.5, 11, 11.5 runs. And then they're just consistently coming in on the under. And on this slate, like we have tonight right now, it's what, 4 nothing? I think it is? or 4 nothing, top 8. Philly yeah. threatening, but yeah. But not the 10.5 runs that, no. that Vegas predicted. No. And then on this slate for Tuesday, we're looking at an 11-run total. At some point, cores will be cores. A game stack will come through. If you're playing multiple lineups, you absolutely have to have a cores field stack. But the questions do have to start considering if you're making a single. Is it better off to fade the chalk, the one game, and hope that the trend continues? Right now, if you played the Philly side of tonight's stack, Bryce Harper, 38%, Kyle Schorber, 25%, and so on. Those guys got goose eggs or one or a single for Harper. You're probably well, well ahead of the field when it comes to cashing. So that's a strategy that I think we're going to have to start looking a little bit closer to if seemingly offenses don't start coming around here. Yes, I largely agree. And I do think that should always be like in the back of our minds. Like nothing is f- for certain in baseball, especially when guys that are going to the Hall of Fame succeed three of 10 times at the plate. But when you have Chad Cool on the mound, John, it's just, I understand it if you wanted to fade the Colorado side, right? Aaron Nola considered an elite pitcher. Has he been great? No, but he is considered an elite arm. I understand if you want to, right? If we don't want to play that side. But if you wanted to fade the Phillies against a guy who has struggled mightily in the past, pitching in a very good park in Pittsburgh, I don't feel like that process is wrong. And I think sometimes we and and you and I were talking before we hopped on air and I was I'm joking jokingly saying I hate it here and it doesn't make sense and sometimes it doesn't but it doesn't mean the process was wrong it doesn't mean playing the Phillies in this spot were wrong against a guy who struggles mightily against left-handers and pitch all that great in against righties and now has to pitch in a park like core so I agree I do think it's worth always taking a look at both sides of the coin should i fade should i should i stack it um but don't just abandon the process on one bad night like you mentioned we're going back to the with another course late 11 games on tuesday we're gonna look at the pitching matchups there and and decide but i i know losing sucks or potentially you you might not have lost because a lot of people did play cores and struggled through it. And you, other pieces, one-offs like Freddie Freeman and Jordan Alvarez and guys like that have homered and a lot of good pitching tonight. They could save your night, but don't just gut your process based on one bad slate. You and 45% of the field are playing the same guys for a reason. So just keep that in mind moving forward. Yep, exactly. So let's get into it. This is a, a good part of the, uh, now that we're through the first you know, rotation of pitching. James, you talked about this. These slates are going to get a little bit easier, I think, when it comes to at least having some solid pitching options as rotations sort of sort of start to mix a bit. I think we have that here uh, on this slate. You know, just looking at the top guys, Walker Bueller, Corbin Burns, Framber Valdez, Robbie Ray, Nathan Evaldi, Max Fried, Joe Musgrove. Like, 
those are all some pretty top tier pitchers. Now, the pricing is also right up there. Three guys over $10,000. Robert Ray is 98. Evaldi's 95. Freed's 92. Musgrove is 86. That's on draft. Of course, we do take a look at FanDuel and Yahoo as well on these slates. And sometimes you find that these guys are differently priced. Example, again, on Monday slate, we talked about how great of a value Frankie Montas was. Yet on Yahoo, he was the top priced pitcher. So, <laughs> right, definitely, if, and we do champion this as well. And I know not everybody carries a, you know, a bankroll on all these different sites, but uh, there are some sites where it's more favorable to play a player on one than the other. Uh, right. For example, Joe Musgrove was the is $8,600 on DraftKings. He's the top price pitcher on FanDuel. Those, those values kind of find themselves. Max Fried and Nathan Evaldi on FanDuel, 78 and 7,400, and they're among the top five price guys on DraftKings. Again, there's value to be had across the board depending on the platform that you play. But James, just looking at these matchups, what are your thoughts early on those top guys? I think Corbin Burns checks in as the likely chalk of this top tier. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. I do think Musgrove is great. I don't love his FanDuel price, but I understand it considering Cincinnati hits lefties better. They even just lost Tyler Naquin to the IL, one of their better hitters from the left side facing righties. So I definitely like Musgrove, prefers price on DraftKings. I definitely think Corbin Burns going up against Pittsburgh is going to be the chalk. Obviously no issues with Walker Bueller. The strikeouts haven't really been there for Bueller, which has kind of hindered his upside but we obviously love the 98 pitches he threw last game fran bar walks can kill him i think it makes him a gpp play only because he can't locate sometimes and we've seen that a lot robbie ray he misses a lot of bats didn't look good against the white Sox though uh, good, good hit left-handed pitching the white Sox um notoriously good against lefties i'm gonna take a look at texas i feel like texas's hitting stats this year are actually on yeah, right on cue here. Second in the league in OPS, 954 against Southpaws. Maybe it's a fade for Ray or play him in tournaments. Of all these looked good, not going to go there. I don't think against Toronto in Boston, no thanks. Um, not going to play Freed against the Dodgers. So I think for me, it's Burns and Musgrove at the top. Yeah, and those are the top two price pitchers on FanDuel, 11-8 and 10-8 for Musgrove and Burns. Maybe you find yourself stepping down a little bit and more willing to take a shot on a guy, like you mentioned, Framber, a little bit cheaper in the mid-tier. Yeah, I agree with you. Evaldi, definitely scary given that matchup against Toronto. But we've seen Toronto bats kind of go. You have the big breakout games. Obviously, you see you see Vladdy hit all those home runs, but there's some swing and miss in that lineup. Sure. Um, if you're being different, then, then maybe there's a... You know, there's an opportunity there. Not on DraftKings, though. I, I would just rather play Musgroves at 86. I think that'll right. be a pretty chalky play. As we enter the mid, do, do we look at pitching in cores the way some of these guys have pitched? Kyle Gibson, obviously, at $6,600 there. We don't go lefties against Houston, so we're not going to go Sandoval. I know he's been a favorite of yours in the offseason. He had a good first start, but likely a tough matchup for him going there. I'm trying to see. Where? Oh, JT Brubaker's on this late, James. Where's awesome. Big I'm meet? so excited to stack Brewers and they score two runs because <laughs> that's how the Brewers operate. No, we're going to don't play. J the The suggestion John was just making was to not Correct. play. It is to completely stack as many players as you can against him. Yeah, don't play JT Brubaker. I I'm not a Justin Steele who's looked pretty good. Speaking of a guy who's who pitched pretty well in course, mm -hmm. um, only allowed two earned runs. 
looked good in his opener. Tampa Bay notoriously has struck out a lot. Only 22% K rate against lefties, but only a 733 team OPS. Not the best. Wander, Wander was scratched tonight, too. Was. So I wonder if not... that was weather-related, though. They didn't it, want it him having been. a chance of pulling up lame in 20-degree weather. Touche. Could have definitely been that. But if it wasn't, and that spills over into Tuesday slate, Wander's one of their best hitters against lefties. So I think Justin Steele would be even more of an appealing play. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know the weather. Could Wind could be blown out, whatever. But What are your thoughts on the $5,400 Chris Archer? I think that he looked good. He had a decent spring, apparently. Yeah, he looked good in spring, and he looked good in his opener. I don't think he's going to throw a lot of pitches, but if he's efficient, I don't think that 75, if he throws 70, 75 pitches, I don't think that's the worst. So I, I want to amend what I said. He had an awful spring. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. Um, uh, but okay. he only appeared in one game. Maybe um, we got to let him off the hook a little bit. But yeah, he gave it three runs and two wings in his lone appearance. So. All right. We're only going to get 70, 75 pitches so I, uh, is my assumption. Okay. So if he can be good in that span, sure. I think Josh Fleming, the Cubs have the number one OPS in baseball right now, which I find wild. But Fleming, super cheap, 6,100. If the wind's blowing in at all, I, I can go there. Okay. Then I would throw a dart on Kyle Gibson. I'm fine with it. Catcher position at the top, Salvi's at 57. You get the core field bump still at Real Muto. Uh, you do have a Contreras against a lefty at 5K. Fleming, as you mentioned, if you're looking at top guys, we know Zunino. Both Zunino and Mio hit lefties. I don't know mm-hmm. which one's going to start there, but something to at least keep on your radar there for the Tampa Bay catchers. Kybert gets a lefty. Um, bat, we know Kybert slowed down a little bit, but a guy that's sort of in that mid-tier range for some catcher value. Uh, get Vasquez versus lefty with Plowicki on COVID right now. Mm. Uh, Vasquez actually homered today as well. So something to look at. There, Our boy but... Jan Gomes, John? Oh, what what are we even doing? JT Brubaker's on the mound against Omar Nervaez, So Yeah, it's Nervaez. So I'm interested if he starts. I think he started two nights in a row behind them. He started Sunday and then he started Monday. You think Car- so I'm Caratini? Yeah, so maybe Caratini. Yeah, either way. We said that for Monday's slate, too. And then Jan Gomes against a lefty if he's in the lineup, 3,500. Yep, I like it. I'm still willing to go to Stevenson. I don't know what he's on tonight. I know it's tough matchups, but... He's one for two with a walk against Nick Liddell. Yeah, five five fancy points. No, 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 Stevenson against Manea. Against Manea, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, five fancy points. So even five fancy points against an even tougher matchup so far. If you want to go in GBPs, Gary Sanchez is 2,600 against uh, Hernandez. He stole a base. That doesn't Thoughts happen. on the Boston Red Sox. Thoughts? That doesn't usually happen. Was it a delayed steal or was it an is outright Ga- steal? Is Gary Sanchez the fastest p- person on the planet? Maybe. Stole a base. He has the same amount of stolen bases as a tra- uh, Trey Turner. Interesting. Thoughts? Interesting. Gary Sanchez is the fastest Trey Turner. You heard it here first. It is appealing. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. I don't think Connor Wong would start, but he's a guy the Red Sox got in the Mookie Bet. He is an offensive first catcher. So if he was to find his way into the lineup at 2,300, maybe give him a look. He, he appeared at six games at the end of last year. Hit 308 with an 890 OPS. Just throwing it out there, putting it on the radar. If Connor Wong, for whatever reason, he's right-handed bat, finds his way into could be a guy to Could be a guy to take a peek at. Hit 24 home runs in 2019 when he was with the Dodgers organization. So just a name thrown out there. Should he start? I think I would play Zach 
Collins as well, 2,400. Sure. He's been hitting 5th, 6th, 7th for the Jays, and he's been super good. Yeah, a lot of power in that bat. He just didn't have a home in Chicago. So, All right, catcher spot. Enough talking about them. We'll go to first base. Uh, top tier guys we know, Vladdy, Otani, Freeman, Homer, but he got a lefty. Uh, Reese Hopkins against Kyle Freeland if you want to go the Philadelphia Phillies route. Crones there, Bell against a lefty. They priced up Bobby Dahlbach to 4500 I don't know why that is. Connor Joe Lucky. finally got a price up. About time. He's been under 4K forever. 4400 I don't know. Even yeah, I think guys? G-Man is probably out of the lineup here. Yeah, They're like, going to play Harold Ramirez at first. Yeah. Does any Do any of these? I know it's Walker Bueller, but Matt, Matt Olson's 3400 Yeah, it's Matt Olson. Right. I don't care. He's 40 He's hitting 420 Right? He's, I mean, it's a free... That's a free square. I, I get it. It's a, it's a really tough matchup, but like, why... Like, if you're thinking about playing Musgrove and Corbin Burns, right? Let's yeah. just say those are your two starters on DraftKings. You have $3,800. <laughs> if you play Matt Olsen, you get... Com- That's so comfortable, right? isn't it? Even though it's not a great match. Remember but- we used to get these type of pricing versus, like, old-school Kershaw? Yeah. Like, teens facing Kershaw, everybody was, like, <laughs> $3,000. You're like, yeah, go ahead. Good luck. Pitching to it under two ERA. Same thing with Degrom. When Degrom's on the mound, it's like, yeah, if you want to start this guy against Degrom, knock yourself out. Walker Bueller's a good guy. He's not unhittable. Well, He's only well, he was a great guy last year. No, he I, was great. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying this year he hasn't been unhittable. Yeah, sure. He, he doesn't. Okay. He did. He hasn't been so dominant that it warrants Matt, Matt Olson being thirty four hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, I agree. I agree a hundred percent with that point. All right. On Fanduel, Matt Olson, for example, is the fourth highest priced first baseman. Crone is the number one. Vladdy, uh, Real Muto, catcher because of course field bump. Matt Olson, Reese Hawkins, that's like <laughs> your top four catcher first baseman. And you're telling me that Matt Olson's $3,400? Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll eat the zero, I guess. But it's not going to kill you at 3400 as much as he was if he was like 48. Like he, yeah, dude, look. 4900 4800 4700 5300 5300 This guy's been over 5K all season long, pretty much. <laughs> He's hitting 420. Yeah, I don't know. 3400 yes. Just price error. Put him in your lineup. It is what it is. Uh, you can also, again, stack against Brubaker. Rowdy Telez at 2900 Like, that's fine. Or it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a po- probably be a popular play. I, would. I mean, even Telez, you know, going into tonight, 296, 800 OPS. So he's not a nobody if you wanted to go there. But, man, I can't get over that price tag. Any other first baseman? I know I just kind of rattled through them, mostly because I think they all suck outside of the top grouping. But uh, what are your thoughts? No, I've been stuck on Freddie Freeman's FanDuel picture that he's now wearing a hat. Can we get this man a hat and, like, an actual picture? Appreciate it, FanDuel. Is it like his mom sending in a photo of him? He's just He's just mean-mugging. Like, everyone else is just a headshot. Like, we got, like, Freddie Freeman's <laughs> shoulders and no hat. Like, guys, come on. Yeah. This is, what is this, amateur hour? Okay. That's true. And rant. All right, second baseman. Altuve versus lefty at 5,500. Yes. Okay. Trevor Story gets a lefty at 50. I don't love that. Okay. Like, I get it. I get Story's past against lefties, but, like, 54? Yeah, it's expensive. I agree. He's 3,000 on FanDuel. I like that. Yeah, that's a good number on FanDuel. That's a really good price. It is. If you're not a believer in Chris Archer, Merrifield's at 51. John VR against lefties hitting in the heart of the order, and he is just mashing. Yeah, 4,900 so wild, but, yeah, it, it plays, I guess. <laughs> Again, another guy, $2,700 on Fandle. Semyon's down to 4300 I know last year he actually hit righties better than lefties, but I don't know. You talked about Texas first left-handed pitching, Robbie Ray coming off a really tough start. Maybe even Texas could be contrarian because people save Robbie Ray and they don't want to 
they don't want to run up against it. It's also at home. Seattle's obviously a better pitcher's park, but something to something to maybe chew on. Chris Taylor gets a lefty and Max Freed. Again, I know we're I know we like Max Freed, but he wasn't very good in his last start either, wasn't he? Kind of... He's he hasn't been great to start the year. Yeah. But Colton Wong, forty one hundred, same price too. Sure. Uh, I know he 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 had a better he had a decent uh, Monday night. So I, I could get behind some, yeah. some Colton Wong. Jorge Polanco is awfully cheap. Yeah, Homer today, right? Yeah. Homer today yeah. had a bomb in, in Fenway. I think I'm, cheap. all Atlanta, I think, is free. Now, I know there's only a few. What's Austin Riley? Is Austin Riley on Austin Riley? No, he is. I don't even, I I don't even see him on the board. Where's He is $2,900. are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm going to run a... I, like... I guess you have to play two lineups tomorrow. If you're listening to this right now on DraftKings, you have to play at least two lineups. You have to play a Braves lineup. I don't understand. You have to play a Braves lineup. I don't understand. I guess I get it. Walker Bueller is really good. You have to play a Braves lineup. They're too cheap. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand though. Your stack, your make the core stack your Braves lineup, right? Play Braves, play Phillies because you can afford them because they're all free. But why is this the case? I don't know. Actually, you don't even really want to play the Phillies because the lefties on the mound. So Harper and Schwarber are useless. What is going on? I don't know. It's weird to me. I'm throwing all the way off. Austin Riley hits lefties well. Hits righties well. Austin Riley does hit righties well. So anyways. Yeah. Sure. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I'm still just stunned. Uh, Gavin Lux, you mentioned already. No, no, it's a lefty versus lefty. We don't want Gavin Lux. Chris Owings versus a lefty. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see if Reelan's his Hey Arnold Shrine, what he thinks about True. Chris Owings. And then we'll see if the gum is falling off the shrine, then it's a no-go for me. But we'll, we'll have to see Rouse if it's still only $2,500. Yeah, it's a good yeah, it's a good price hitting right in the middle of that order. Yeah, sometimes Rouse, he hits leadoff. Yeah, yep. My boy Espinal is at 2100 hits in three straight games. And he has the SB mm-hmm. upside, too. All right, so that's second base. Third base, again, Bregman versus lefty. What's Bregman up to tonight? Is that wrist hanging <laughs> He is, uh, this evening, he is two for four, two runs scored oh, with back, a walk. Back on the Bregman train. The wrist is gone. The wrist is all good. Okay. Back on the Bregman train. Patrick Wisdom's been homered today. Oh, the, the homer he hit was a moonshot. Yeah, and now he's got the lefty matchup against Fleming, if you want to go in that direction. Uh, Machado, homer today, I believe. He's got, yep, homer. I know better against righties generally, but... Homer- Homered off the lefty. Yeah, tonight. I was San Martin starting for them, so lefty on the on the board there. I like Machado a lot. McMahon, lefty yep. versus righty on Gibson at forty three hundred dollars. If you wanted to go in that direction, you could. Uh, Justin Turner at thirty nine hundred gets the lefty uh, matchup for him, and then we've mentioned already just the ridiculous price on Austin Riley. That Alex just... Um thirty eight hundred. Yeah, Bobby Witt's twenty nine against Chris Archer. I would like. Yeah, that's true. I just I can't. I would rather play Riley, I think, but I mean, holy Bobby, cow, but, man! But, yeah. I don't even. I honestly don't even care if that lineup. If I play a lineup with Braves and they don't score, I wouldn't feel bad about no, it. No, you're all. you ha- you're just playing it because it's a they're it's a wrong price. <laughs> it's just wrong. It's just totally it feels wrong. Feels like a, it feels like a wrong price again. Austin Riley is the fourth highest price third baseman, fifth highest price third baseman on Fanduel. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And Chris Bryant's really an outfielder, you know? Alex Bregman's $5,600 on DraftKings. He's under, he's $3,500 on FanDuel. He's cheaper than Austin Riley. One one site is wrong here. Either DraftKings is right and Bueller's going to just knock them out and they're worthy of being so low, 
or FanDuel's right and they're priced appropriately. I feel like whether or not they are, like I feel like FanDuel did the right thing. Regardless, yeah. like almost you know, regardless. There's there's no reason to ever drastically drop a guy's so what if they're playing like DeGrom or Kershaw in their prime? Keep them as the I mean, you're just, I guess, daring people to play them. That was the yep. idea maybe behind it back then. Uh, you know, again, Walker Bueller, he's good. Walker Bueller's good. He really is. I mean, he's, he's been giving up runs. He's been giving up hits. He hasn't pitched more than five and a third to the beginning of the year. Whatever. Anyways, we could rant forever on how bad that pricing is. Shortstop, Trey Turner, you can afford him. $5,900 against a lefty. <laughs> you want to go there, you, you can do it. Xander's at 5K. Bichette's at 51. You mentioned Wander at 52. All of them are fine. Bichette's better against righties. Xander against a lefty. Trey against a lefty. Wander against a lefty. Yep, I like them all. Hmm. All of them. Give me them all. Adalberto Montesi rocking out the 148 batting average, uh, but he does have a couple <laughs> steals on the year. So if you're not a believer in Chris Archer, uh, maybe go for the stolen base upside could let's see jeremy pena will get ha Young kim jorge mateo all value plays mm-hmm. trying to see do they just like min price stands me probably he's not that he has any not that he's any good but he's 23 just crazy dude it's so crazy again just going back to the milwaukee stack adamas is at 47 i know he's better against lefties but brubaker has been the he's the horrendous yeah he's horrendous yeah, the man to stack against. If a Ledmus finds his way into the lineup at 38, I'd be okay there. The Braves outfield. I'm just I'm jumping ahead because I just want to see what they're like. Yeah, what, Ozuna's probably what three thirty one hundred. Twenty seven. Jesus. Duval is twenty two hundred dollars. <laughs> Rosario twenty three. Yeah. Rosario twenty three. Just wild. Soto. I feel like every time I want to play Soto, he's facing a lefty. But uh, sixty two hundred. He hits. He hits ev- like he. Yeah, I know. That dude is just. If there's a matchup-proof player, that's... Uh, that's... Castellanos versus the lefty in cores. There's your... That's your 5,900 play with all the value you're playing in Atlanta. can certainly go in that direction. Seiya just locked in. Can play him 56, though. Big, the price has quickly risen on Seiya for good reason. Yep. But he's been raking. Let's see. A lot of guys... I mean, Mookie hasn't been as good against lefties in recent memory. No, no, he has not. Yeah, not at all. Springer's okay. Yeah, if you want to go Evaldi... Kike leading off against a lefty. Definitely still hits lefties really well. I'm not paying 51, though. He's, he homered the other day, though. Not today, but the other day. I guess not. I guess it's back. Oh, that's 51 fine. is that's tough fine. to that's get fine. to. Red Sox are always a, 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 a stack option, so whatever. <laughs> Rosarena's at 49. Nelly gets a lefty, but he hasn't been hitting the ball. Uh, Yelich, homer tonight. Yeah, right? Grant, the granny. Yeah, yeah 4,800. Uh, Bryant should be in the lineup, but it is a versus righty, not a lefty. I uh, didn't play today, so I expect him to be in the lineup there. Let's see. Benny Biceps has been hitting the ball. If, you're, if you like Kansas City's offense, not many do. Benny Biceps. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I was thinking I was confusing uh, Kike with Verdugo. Verdugo has had a good stretch. Yeah, Verdugo's hit a bunch of home runs, but he just he's just all the power against righties. Yeah, all the power against righties. Blackman, 39, homer today. Dolus versus Ray, if you wanted to try that out. Again, Texas hitting lefties really well. You mentioned Harold Ramirez has first base outfield eligibility. Uh, likely going to start in place of Choi here. Anybody else stick out? Maybe Joe Adele against a lefty. Though Framber is pretty good. I would rather Taylor Ward for the same price than Joe Adele. Okay. Because we're probably going to get Ward hitting higher in the order. Yeah. 
and just flashed more than mm-hmm. Adele is just not showing us anything at the major league level. Unfortunately, Austin Hayes is on a little bit of a good run here. He's got, I'm not counting tonight. I don't know what he's, what he's up to, but five hits over the last three games during that Yankee series. And they got a lefty on the mound here. He's pretty decent against lefties last year. Cole Irvin, nothing special. Yeah. Austin Hayes hits lefties really well. Yeah. So I can get behind that for sure. Will Myers, 3,100 against a lefty. Yep. Myers, 31 and Profar against a lefty. What was Profar's price? Profar's $2,700 on on DraftKings. FanDuel pricing, anybody look wrong to you over on FanDuel? Again, Castellanos is the third highest priced guy at 41. Let's see, Say is at 36. I'm going to I'm gonna play, like we haven't talked cores and I don't want to, like we did to obviously open, but I also don't think we should just fade them. Completely. Yeah, well, I wasn't saying fade them. I just think, well, what are your thoughts? My like problem Blackman is all their 31. big bats are largely left-handed, so... Outside of um, Castellanos. Yeah, Blackman 31 on the other side of that game, homered. Yeah, I um, mentioned him. I mentioned him. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm just, I went over to Fandle just to Fandle, see what the Brian pricing Reynolds was. Is, yeah, they Corbin don't. Burns, so I guess that's your that's your. Yeah, that's, but... yeah, I think we could probably be contrarian elsewhere other than attacking yeah. Corbin Burns. <laughs> Yellick, though, at 29. We talked about Yellick being 48 on DraftKings, and here he is yeah, at 2,900. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Maybe yeah. McCutcheon 2,800 could be like a sneaky one. And if you do want to attack Justin Steele instead of using him, two guys on Fanduel, Manny Margot hits lefties. He's 2,800, and then a Rosarena 2,800. Both probably hitting right in the middle of that order. Yeah, middle of that order. That makes sense. Uh, I'm trying to see if what else we maybe we have. Kepler 29 on Fanduel against Carlos Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Jesse Winker 2,800 on Fanduel. I know he hasn't been great, but John Gray. Uh- How's Graven? So, is Graven good this year or no? He had that uh, really good opening start, didn't he? And then he just... He... Oh, he's coming off the IL? He's what? coming off... He's on track to come off the IL. Okay. But he... So I don't... I guess we'll find out how his... He must have had a good bullpen or two since then because the last report we had was seven days ago where he was just pitching in a bullpen, so... Would you pitch John Gray? We didn't even touch upon. Would you pitch John Gray against Seattle? He again. He I I know Toronto ended up tagging him a little bit, but he got off to a really good start in that game. Ultimately, came out with a blister. Apparently, I don't know because if he only threw seventy pitcher seventy pitches in that opener, then he misses the next eleven days. Hat didn't throw for what five days at least because of the blister. What is his workload going to look like? I guess like in tournaments maybe. But I don't think it's something we could trust in cash. Okay. Yeah, I just know Seattle obviously is a juicy pitcher matchup. So. Right. All right, so that's it. What's our what's your home run call here? Damn it, John. I always forget. I want to just say one of the Braves and just be like... Just all in. Yeah, taking cores out of it. I don't know. What do you got? Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman. Oof, the wrist. I heard it's going to flare up tomorrow. <laughs> I will go with J.D. Martinez. All right. It's my home run call. I don't hate it. Got a lefty going inside. Green Monsters right there. Easy little pull ball. So that wraps it up. That's our look at 11 games. Uh, We'll have the playbook out for you all. You know where to get us in Discord on, on Twitter. James and I will catch you guys later.